Okay, good morning. Hope you're all doing well. Today we're learning Maseches Kiddushin Daf Yud, and we're starting about eight or nine lines from the bottom on Testament base. We're in the midst of a discussion between Rabbi Yochanan and Rebbe, even though, again, they didn't live at exactly the same time. Uh, they weren't contemporaries. It's probably a better way to say it. And they were discussing the Mari Makomos as to how we knew that Bia uh, is nicknamed Bikidushin, and they had different sukkim. Um, and then the Gemara speaks about uh, a problem over here because one of the psukim that was used was Uve Allah. That was the pasuk that Rav Yochanan had brought. So the Gemara says, "With the Rava da Amar Bar Ahina Azberli, Rava says that a man named Bar Ahina explained something to him. That when the pasuk says Ki Ikach Ish Isha Uve Allah, that teaches us Kedushin Amasurin Lebia Habu Kedushin. That only when Kedushin is able to enable the couple to have Bia, that's when it's a valid Kedushin." But kedushin she'ain misur in the bia lo habu kedushin. But if you have a kedushin that doesn't lead to, for whatever reason, doesn't lead to uh, bia, so then that's not considered a valid kedushin. Now, that's its own sugya. But the point is that the pasuk of Allah is already taken for something else. So Rav Yochanan, yesterday you wanted to say that the pasuk of Allah was coming to teach us that a couple that has kedushin the shame that has bia the shame kedushin that they're considered to be halachically. Uh, how can that be? This pasuk is already taken. Says the Gemara, how would Rabbi Yochanan have responded? It shouldn't have said, It should have said, Oh, my Allah. The fact that it's written in this way, excuse me, that means we can lose everything. We can learn everything, which means we can learn out, number one, that Bia works for the sake of Kedushin. And number two, we also learned this then, that Kedushin of a certain Bia have a Kedushin, and uh, only then is the Kedushin valid. Says the Gemara Rebbe, this was the question that you asked yesterday. Rebbe, what does Rebbe do with the Pasuk of Ba'al? Baal? Says the Gemara, Baal ose this is a very unique distinction. Normally, we, we define um, Basula status based on the physical representation of the person and nothing else. And here, the Gemara, based on this Pasuk, where Rebbe's understanding of the Pasuk changes things and says that if a couple were to have Tashmashamita Shalokidarka, she only loses her virginity if she was with her husband. But if she slept with somebody else, Shalokidarka, that would not be a loss of virginity in this way. Says the Gemara, two lines from the bottom. Does Rebbe really agree to that? As we'll see in this next b'risa, it can't possibly be. Let's say that 10 men violated a woman. And she still is a basula. In other words, the Tashmashamita that they had with her was not Bia Kedarka, but, but it was Bia Shalok Kedarka. So if that's the case, then says the Gemara, Kulam Biskila. Everyone who slept with her Shalok Kedarka the din is that they're all chayv skila. Rebbe Omer, and remember that Rebbe was the one who just tried to tell us that the Pasuk of Bu'ula's Baal teaches us that only the Baal who sleeps with her Shalokadarka ruins her virginity. Masha Enkain, had it been anybody else. Rebbe Omer, Omer Ani, Harishon Biskila, Rekulam Bechenek. So what do we see over here? We see that other people can bring about the same conclusion that she's no longer a basula when there's Bia Shalok Kedarka. So says the Gemara, turning to the top of Dav Yud, Amr Aleph, says the Gemara, Omer Rebbe Zera, Mode Rebbe Le'inyan Knas Tekul Humashalme. This is talking about a case in regards to Knas, that um, uh, that if you look at Rashi at the top here, Rashi says, Mode Rebbe Le'inyan Knas, Afal Gav, 
When it comes to Ketala, when it comes to the to the punishment of murder. So that's one conversation. And we don't consider them a basula. They all slept with her and they're also in, they're all in violation. Therefore, they're all getting a consequence. However, the Gemara says that our Gemara is specifically referring to the knas of, uh, of what they did. And therefore, they have to be punished. Says the Gemara, I don't understand. Why is it that in regards to Ketala, you have one mindset, and in regards to Knas, you have another? Says the Gemara, Shani Hasam, Da Amar Kra, Mo So the Tanakama learns this Pasuk to say that he, that he slept with her. According to Rebbe, he says that that teaches us that the punishments are different between the first person, that's Levado, and the, the next nine people. What do you do with it? My Abdile, because if you recall from the bottom of the page, on the second line from the bottom, the Rabbanon held that all 10 men have the same punishment of Skila with no distinction. So we understand that the word Levado changes the consequence for person number one versus the next nine, according to Rebbe. How does the Rabbanon understand it? Says the Gemara, the Rabbanon who hold that all 10 people get the same consequence of Skila, they understand the word Levado differently. They hold as follows, the when there is a couple that does something wrong, this is a pasuk that reads in Sefer Dvarim, That's our pasuk. That if a couple sleeps together when they shouldn't have, so what's the drasha in the brisa? Five, six lines down. They need to be in the same age bracket. They need to both be gedolim. They need to both be baalechiu. Uh, but if they're not, then the punishment's not going to be the same. That's Divir Rabbi Shaya. Rabbi Yonasan Omer Levado, he says that the person who will die is was even if it's Levado. That's not true. If he's a Gadol and she's a Katana and he does something wrong, so then even though they're not both on the same level of age, Rabbi son was of the opinion that he'll still get the same punishment as though she is of the same age because his action is still his action. So that's how we answer the word Levado. Says the Gemara, How does Rabbi Yochanan know about this idea about Levado, says the Gemara, It must be that Rabbi Yochanan is able to learn out from this Pasuk multiple things of Be'ulas Baal. He can learn that Be'ulas uh, Baal teaches us that Be'ez Nikneis Be'kidushin. And he can also learn this idea of that even one person will get this punishment. Next. Uh, we've discussed and given some halachic uh, Mari Makomos about how we know that Biel Hashem Kedushin actually works. And now the Gemara wants to get into the nitty-gritties and figure out when is the moment of actual Kedushin. And a quarter of the way down at the two dots on Yudam at Beis, the Gemara says as follows. What is considered to be the Kenyan when we do Biel Hashem Kedushin? Is it Ha'ara, the beginning parts of Tashmashamita, the beginning parts of penetration? No, maybe it's not. Maybe it's Sophia when the husband is Mazria. So to this, the Gemara says, Nafkamina, what would be the difference? Kigon Shaha'ara'ava, where he didn't really have full Tashmashamita. There was just a partial Knisa of the Atara to the Osamakum. Upashta Yada, and then at a later point, all that happened was that, then they stopped. And then at a later point, she accepted Kiddushin, Mekibla Kiddushin Me'acher. So... If the Tashmashamita of Ha'ara, of just partial penetration, is considered to be significant in regards to Biel Hashem Kiddushin, she's married, and the subsequent Kiddushin that she accepts is a zero. However, 
if we say that Ha'ara is not enough, and really Gmar Bia is the moment when Kiddushin shall be, a, when, when Kiddushin Lashem, Bia Lashem Kiddushin is done, and we have to wait for Gmar Bia for Kiddushin, and if she subsequently does accept Kiddushin, so then, um, then it is, uh, then it's acceptable because she hasn't had Bia yet. Says the Gemara, Inami, or another case scenario where this could apply, another Nafkamin is the Kohen Godel, the Kokani Besula Bibia. Him too, he has to marry a Besula. So let's say she already had Ha'ara from another man, the Shein Kiddushin. So the Gemara says, My, I have to say, I'm very surprised by this answer. The Gemara says, Amar Amei Mar Mishmei Durava, Kola Boel, Daito, Al Gemarbiya. So that means that she's lost her virginity in a way. Right, she did her. It's gemar bia, which means they had full penetration. I mean, they had tashmishamita. There just wasn't gemar bia. What does gemar bia mean? Does it mean him being mazria? Does it mean full intercourse in regards to rove aver nichnas laosamako? This would require some research because was it, what it does is it pushes the boundaries of what we considered minimal intercourse. Okay, another sugya for another time, but it's an interesting halachic sugya. Almost halfway down on yudam and aleph. This one sugya is going to take us till the end of the day today. A bit of a shorter blot. Let's continue. The question was raised in the base medrash. Bia nisuin ose o erusin ose. When a couple does bia l'shein kiddushin, does that bring them only to the point of erusin, only to the point of halachic betrothal, or does it bring them to the point of nisuin where they're 100% fully married? Nafkimina, the difference between these two shitas would be, again, if Bia brings you to full marriage or partial marriage, the Nafkimina would be the things that are only benefits to partial marriage. These three things, in order for a husband to inherit his wife, in order for him to become Tamei to her when she dies, and to have the capacity to undo her Nadarim, that only happens when they're fully married. So if we say, if we want to say that is even broader and it even gets them fully married, then then these three benefits kick in where he can get her Yerusha, he will be Matame himself if she dies, and he has the capacity to undo her Nadar. But but if you want to say that really doesn't do anything more than just Kiddushin, just Erusin, this is rare. The Gemara really goes through the Nafkamina in full. Usually it just says the Nafkamina and moves on, and Rashi picks up the balance sometimes. Here the Gemara took a couple of extra lines to make our lives easier. Lamaisa, my. How do we look at this? We're two-thirds of the way down, ten lines from the bottom, give or take. And we're trying to figure out, again, whether or not Bia, when, is, when it is performed in the framework of Kiddushin, if it's only Kiddushin, or if it's even for Nisun. Says the Gemara, answer number one. We have a linguistic raya, a linguistic raya. There's too many words in the b'risa. Let's see what this means. Pa'av, typically when a father marries off his daughter, he is zakai bebito babia. He gets all of the benefits of kiddushin. If it's money, he gets money. If there's a star, he gets the star. If there's bia, he's allowed to enable his daughter to have bia. He also benefits from the lost objects that are hers and for, for, from her proceeds. And from uh, undoing her nadarim, he can receive her ged, and he cannot eat the peros in her lifetime. Now, all of this is, is in regards to the, the girl for Kiddushin. But says the Gemara, five lines from the bottom, Nises, if in fact she ends up getting 
fully married, which is a contrast to the Resh of our Mishnah, then yes, our love Baal Sha'ochel Peros Bechayed, and the Baal is allowed to eat the fruits. Now, what's unique about this is not all of the content, but really Ktani Bia, the Ktani Nises. The beginning of the Brisa speaks about the couple having Bia Lashem Kidushin. And then a few lines later, it says Nises that when they hit up Nisuin. So, what does that show you? That Bia does not bring about Nisuin. It's pretty clear. It's a beautiful linguistic raya. And the Gemara says four lines from the bottom, not correct. Kiktani, when does it say Nises? Maybe that's only Kiktani Nises Asha'ara. It's only on the other forms of Kedushin, namely on Kesef and Shtar. But perhaps Bia is Alima. Perhaps Bia is more powerful in that it brings a couple to the stage of Nisuin. So there's no Raya from here yet. No Rayas at all. Next, Omar Rava Toshma, three lines from the bottom on Yudam and Aleph. Let's see if we can find an answer to our question of whether or not Bia brings a couple to Kiddushin or to Nisuin. Says the Gemara, Once a girl reaches the stage of three years and one day, which is typically the stage that we assume that if the Basulim was, was to be severed, it would not regrow. So then, Miskadeshes Bibia. Then if a man were to marry such a child, obviously not done nowadays, but Rivka was very young when she got married in the Torah, she was three. So it may be in a previous, uh, in a previous bygone era. But then Miskadeshes Bibia. And had it been that she was a Yavama and a Yavam slept with her, then she would have been acquired. And had somebody slept with her when she was married, even though she's Bashalash Vyamechad. So the din is that they would have violated Ashasish. This is a din that we've learned in other Masechtas, a lengthy Rashi here, which speaks about the fact that if she were to have been. Um, if she were to have been a Nida, which again, when you're that young, it's uh, interesting, but it, as long as she bleeds, it makes you a Nida, even though you're young. Lamaisa, what it means, that it's Mishka Tachton, that it's a very high level of Tuma in regards to Tumas Moshab. So we know that when a Nida sits on a mattress, on 10 mattresses, all of them become Tame, that's Tumas Moshab. The man who sleeps with her when she's in this status acquires this level of Tuma. And the imnises, here's our critical language yet again, the imnises, if in fact there is a marriage, then a full marriage, then the Kohen, the imnises, the Kohen, the Kohen, if she marries a Kohen, then she's allowed to eat Shuma. And if a man were to sleep with her after she was benisun, he'd be killed and she'd be fine because she's a katana. And if, in fact, a puzzle slept with her and the moms are in a scene with all the whole list, whatever it is, then then she'd no longer be able to marry a coin. And in this brisa, similar to the previous approach, what do we see? Ketani, Bia, and the ratio of the Mishnah, we saw that they got engaged with Bia. And then Ketani Nises, it says, halfway through the brisa, that they got fully married. So what does that show you? That show you that Bia Lashem Kiddushin only accomplishes Kiddushin and doesn't accomplish anything else. No Nisuin. So perhaps we have our Raya. Says the Gemara, we do not. Hachi Kamar, Yudamid Bey, six lines down. Ihani Nisuin de Kohen Yinhum. Oh, if in fact she would have married a Kohen, then Ocheles Betruma. It was teaching us a side din, wasn't relating to the capacity of Bia to generate Kiddushin or Nisuin. It was a pretty narrow. Uh, question and there was really the narrow question of whether or not she, if she marries a coin does she get truma and the answer is that she does yes, yes, this it says that she the one of the comes and yes well uh, he's high and she's possible does that 
heavily it only works according to one of the shittas. Yeah. It only works according to Yonasan. Exactly. That levado does not mean that they need to be in the same age bracket. That's okay. correct. Very good connection. That's, that seems to be, I should say, that seems to be the case from the Gemara. There's probably a hundred ways to, to analyze. But it certainly seems that way from our Gemara that the only way that he'd be chayv in this case is if they are not, I should say, he would even be chayv even if they're not in the same age bracket. That's the correct way to say it. Very good. And the third answer, let's try eight lines down, Yudam and Beis. We're going to be going until about 12 lines or so from the bottom, maybe a drop, a drop more. We'll see when we get there. Toshman. The Gemara says that there was a letter, email dialogue between two people. It says the Gemara, Ukvar Sholach Yochanan ben Bagbag, Eitzel Reb Yehuda ben Besera. So Reb Yochanan ben Bagbag sent a, a letter to Reb Yehuda ben Besera in Nitzivan. And he says to review who the ben, ben Becerra as follows, alecha I heard a rumor about you that you said that an Arusa Bas Yisrael is able to eat truma. Shalach lo, he writes back, Be'ata, Iata Omer Kain. You, you don't say that? Muchsakani b'cha, they say about you, Sha'ata baki b'chedre Torah, that you, uh, you know the belly of the beast. You really know how to learn Torah. So you should know this too. <laughs> I'm not the only one out there who should know this. And therefore, you don't know how to make a basic balabatish kalvachomer. And then you read the kalvachomer, you see it's not so balabatish. It's a pretty sophisticated kalvachomer. But this was how they bantered back in the day. A nice little insight, a window into how they were, were good friends and they could chepper each other a little bit. And what was the kalvachomer that made Rabbi Hudim and Becerra so confident that an Arusa Bas Yisrael is Ocheles Petruma? So he says as follows. Uma kenanis. Who's not a wife, and having bia with her doesn't enable her to eat truma. But kaspa but paying her, meaning buying her, does enable her to eat truma. Zu a regular woman a regular woman, a regular Yiddish girl who gets married with bia, she's allowed to eat truma. So then eno din all the more so with Kesef, it should work. So that's why we see that a woman who's nicknames in any way, she, she is a Mikudeshes to a Kohen, she should be allowed, even as an Arusa, to eat. Now, much as that is the Svara, even if Yudhav Messer says, But we have a, a rabbinic injunction preventing this woman from benefiting from this. Why? We had learned about this the other day. We're going to see it again in a few lines, which was the Shita of Ula. Ula was concerned that if the Arusa were to start eating truma, she'd say, wow, taste this corned beef, it's fantastic, and give a piece of the truma corned beef to one of her friends, to one of her family members. So out of concern for that, much as it's true as this kalvachomer is solid, it doesn't matter Ladina, it's just midoraisa, it's true, but not midorabana. It says the Gemara, hey, dami, let's figure out what kind of kalvachomer this actually is, a third of the way down on Yudamit Bays, and the Gemara continues as follows. If the comparison is like this, if what we're talking about is a couple who got in, engaged with Bia and there was a Chupa, or Kesef and there was Chupa, nobody would have written a letter about that to Yehuda ben Becerra. That's ABCs, that's regular marriage. So therefore, for sure, she would be able to have. If the comparison is if what you're comparing is a couple who has bia followed by chuppah, up against the case of kesef where there is no chuppah, that's not a good comparison because it's not a level playing field. 
There the Gemara says halfway down, Hacha, Tarte, Chada. In the case of Bia, there was Bia and Chupa, two steps. But in the case of Kesef, there's only one step. So the cases are really not, not comparable to make your Kalvachomer. So says the Gemara, Elalab. It must be that the Kalvachomer is rooted in the following comparison. We're talking about a case where there was just Biel Hashem Kedushin or where there was just Kesef Hashem Kedushin. Now, if you want to say that Bia brings about a scenario of Nisuin, full marriage, they're fully married after one Maisa, that's why it was obvious to Yehuda ben Becerra, because Bia is a more powerful transaction than Kesef. Makes sense. I think we'd all agree that one has more gravity than the other. And therefore, it makes sense that according to him, that uh, it should be full Kiddushin, full Kiddushin and Nisun. If all you're going to say is that Bia only brings you about to Kiddushin and not to, to Nisun, then then why is it that there would be a, a difference, a discussion even in regards to Kesef and Bia? They should be exactly the same. All they're doing is bringing them to Kiddushin. It's not Tanisuin, and everyone agrees that that works. That's literally the first mission of Masechah's Kedushin, that Isha and his nickname is Begim drachim and two of them are Kesef and Bia. So therefore it must be, says the Gemara, it must therefore be that we're talking about the fact, and we may have an answer to our question, that Bia not only brings one to Kedushin, but even Tanisuin. Amar of Nachman, Bar Yitzchak, he says, I actually disagree with your analysis of the Kalvachomer. He says two-thirds of the way down, I'm actually comparing the case that we thought wasn't even. I'm comparing the case of Bia alone. Uh, I'm sorry, of Bia with Chupa against Kesef alone. Says the Gemara, what about the question we asked about that? That the cases are really not comparable. Because, says the Gemara, that which you said, that in regards to the case of Bia, we had two steps. We had Bia and we had Chupa. And in regards to the money, we only had Chada. Says the Gemara, Kal Mia Ise. We still do have a Kal This is what Rabbi Yehuda ben Maseira wrote back to Rabbi Yochanan ben Bagbag. Just like a Shivcha Kananis, that if a man were to sleep with her, because that's not the right form of a Kenyan for a Shivcha Kananis, that he is not able to feed her food. You can add chupa to the mix too. It doesn't matter. The mode of being a kona, a shifcha kananis has nothing to do with marriage. It is a pure transaction of finances. So then, but her money, if we buy her, even without chupa, it would work. So then, zu, a Yiddish shemedel who we marry, so that's his argument. Still strikes me as a little odd because Chupa is completely not shayach to Shivcha Kananis. Yet it's an essential part of the Kalvachomer. Anyways, Rabbi Yehuda ben Becerra continues. Um, so says the Gemara, but what can I do? So that's what Rabbi, Rabbi Yehuda ben Becerra is saying. He says that I still have my Kalvachomer. Um, and Ladina, we don't allow for her to eat it anyways because of, of Ula. And Rashi here on the side here, two-thirds of the way down, says Mishum to Ula. Rashi says, Damrina Beresh Pirkin, we said it five blot ago. She may end up giving it to her. So Ben Bagba, uh, Rabbi Ben Becerra does have a good Kalvachomer. He does. But the problem is 
that we see. It's just the mice that doesn't work out because of a dinder abana. Ayu ben Bagbag. What would Ben Bagbag say about this particular Kalvachomer? So he says, Gabe Shikha Kananis Lo Shir Bikinyana. Pacha Shir Bikinyana. Can't compare apples and oranges. If you do a financial transaction with a shivcha kananis, the whole thing is over. If you do a financial transaction with a woman, it is not. When you're getting married, the financial transaction is not sufficient to be fully married. That's just kiddushin. You're not married yet. You're partially married. It's only betrothal. So therefore, Ben Bagbag undermines the kalvachomer of Rabbi Huda Ben Maseira. We're going to pick up right here again tomorrow morning at 7 a.m. from the word Ravina, which is about 12 lines or so from the bottom at the end of the line. Wishing you all a beautiful day.